Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Blues Podcast. I'm Josh, and I'm joined in person by Alex and Peter at home in his house. I'm sorry, Peter's the only one here out of the three of us. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, We're all here together to recap this exciting and fun victory for Chelsea FC. A 2-0 victory. We had Romelu Lukaku, the new signing for Chelsea, starting in the number 9 shirt and getting the first goal of this match. A beautiful goal, might I add. Uh, on a nice assist as well. Then we have Reese James getting a nice goal in the 35th minute to make it 2-0. Chelsea controlled all of the shots, 22-6. Shots on target as well as possession. They look like the better the better uh, team in this match. So I start out by asking you both of your, Alex and Peter, your man of the matches to start out this episode. Well, I'll go, I don't know, I feel like you'll say Lukaku, so I'll go Reese James instead. I don't know if that's what you were expecting. I don't know which one we didn't play in this. So I'll say Reese James, I'll talk about Reese James. I mean, Kieran Tierney really didn't do a good job of containing Reese James at all the entire game. He was pretty much had like 15 yards of space no matter where he was. He was never closed down. He obviously got a goal. He got an assist. Uh, he was dangerous the entire night. And I think now that we have someone like Lukaku who's dangerous uh, and very good at attacking these crosses that Reese James can put in, he's going to have a very, 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 very good season. Because, I mean, it's already late. <laughs> like he's already getting assists from his crosses and it's the first game uh, compared to having like Kai Havertz there who definitely isn't as good as Lukaku is at attacking those crosses. Like Lukaku scored one from a cross and should have had another one from Mason Mount, but it was a great save from Leno, but I mean, yeah, Reese James was a man of the match. He was good defensively. He was good going forward. At uh, one point, it was scary. He was like on the ground. He got like hit, uh, but apparently he just thought he lost a tooth and that was it. So that's good. Hopefully it's nothing like major there and he can just come back next week and hopefully build on this great performance. Yeah, I agree with you, Peter. I think Reese James was the man of the match. Uh, I know on the Chelsea poll that they did there, um, I believe it was Lukaku who won it for obvious reasons. Um, but uh, I-, I thought Reese James was very good today, partially to do with the fact that 
are still down that left-hand side. We're just unable to defend him. So not as much Reese James doing, just tragic defending from Arsenal. But um, then again, you have to take uh, advantage of the opportunity when you're able to. And uh, he just did that very, very well. And throughout the game, obviously, that first 10 minutes, um, Arsenal really stepped, put their foot on the gas there. Uh, and, you know, it felt like we were a little bit behind uh, to begin the game. But uh, eventually... Uh, you know, eventually we grew into the game and, uh, you know, we were able to kind of take control. We had 65% possession to their 35. We, you know, we, we just in general controlled the game. Uh, Lukaku, besides the goal he scored, um, if you, if you look at how he held up the ball, um, kind of a criticism of him in the, the past, right? His first touch, his hold up of the ball, etc. I thought he did that tremendously today. Um, he was sensational. We would just roll the ball into him, and Pablo Mari and Rob Holding were looking like little school children on the playground. Um, and Holding was kind of pissing you off, oh, pissing both of us off throughout the throughout the game, though. Yeah, hold, Holding was kind of getting a little bit salty. Was um, it him and Rudiger that had like a little bit of a thing? Yeah, him and Rudiger kind of had a little bit of a tussle. He stepped on Alonso. Yeah, and him and uh, Havertz also had a little bit of a tussle. Oh yeah, Havertz was holding the ball. That was yeah. Funny. Um, but in general, we just outplayed them. Uh, you know, I'm going to kind of do, I'm going to kind of pull a Peter here and kind of go through the lineup and talk about a few players. Please don't. Okay. Well, it's too late now, Josh. Okay. Uh, I thought Mendy made a couple of decent saves. I thought he was under control and in control very well. And that, uh, in that ball that came in from the Congo into Aubameyang, uh, I thought he dealt with very well there. Uh, stepping off his line quickly. Asp, he made a couple of key interventions. Christensen, I thought, was solid. Rudiger was solid. Reese James, like I mentioned before, was, you know, very good. Jorginho was solid, had a couple rough spots, but in general was decent. Kovacic, I thought, did well. Um, Alonso had a solid performance. Mount was good. Again, a little bit lackluster in the final third, but was good at creating a few chances for us. Havertz, I thought, was good, dropping deeper into the midfield, picking up the ball, driving it forward. I thought Lukaku was just very good uh, holding up the ball, creating chances, not just selfishly taking all the chances for himself where he could have um, and really passing the ball off to some of his teammates uh, who did uh, much better. But if you're looking at how Arsenal lined up, they didn't really line up with a proper number nine. Uh, Martinelli is just not a striker. Um, you know, they were trying to play him and Smith Rowe kind of like as double false nines there. just didn't really work out. Um, and really the three at the back just had nothing to deal with. Um, besides a couple of chances off of set pieces. But in general, uh, I thought Chelsea played very well, happy with the performance, proud of the performance, and uh, it's good to get one over the Gunners. And I think just watching on the NBC broadcast, it was they were getting made fun of left and right. Uh, Arsenal on their attacking, I think it was also the press. They were saying, um, who was it that was saying that? We, we looked it up uh, after. I for Graham Lasso, he was talking about how they were just pressing kind of not like just pressing randomly right they're pressing like 10 yards back and and he was saying like if they're gonna press like that the whole game no point of pressing um which is is a pretty funny remark i remember i know there were tiktoks and memes about the uh, last matchup against brentford where when they allowed a goal um the commentator i don't know who it was offhand um was just like yeah that's just arsenal um but yeah i think this uh we already talked about before this game how arteta's in the spot of where where is he going to be next and I think we talked about that before this match, and you can bring up the same topic once again after this match. Now Arsenal dropping their uh, first two matches of the Premier League season, both 2-0 to 
One of them against a team that was in the championship last season. One of them against a little bit more respectable of a loss is, you know, a team that finished in the top four last season, Champions League winners, but <laughs> still scoring no goals in two games, losing two games, uh, does not look very good. Although for Chelsea on the opposite hand, we now sit in first place. Um, and, and I'll take that. I'll take that any day. Peter? Well, uh, I, Alex kind of stole what I usually do, so I don't want to really want to do the exact same thing with going through everybody, but I'll just say, I'll talk about Arsenal getting made fun of. I mean, I did find it very funny. They, there was a lot of things they poked holes in, especially Mikel Arteta himself about how, I think at one point towards the end of the second half, uh, I don't remember which of the, uh, the commentators it was, but they said like, I think it's I I doubt, I don't think Mikel Arteta is going to change anything going into the second half, and though there needs to be changes because I don't think he'll change because he wants to be show that he was his tactics were right from the start and that there wasn't any mistakes in them. Which I mean, I feel like that's true. I feel like that's like something Arteta would do. But I mean, it, it he they did look better in the second half. I don't know if they changed tactics or we got a bit like tired or something. But they definitely had better chances in the second half. Aspie had to make a few good blocks. Christensen pretty much cleaned up everything. Mendy had to make a few saves. Uh, Jorginho, and we had to bring on Conte to basically control everything. <laughs> and I also find it funny how even though we're 2-0 up dominating after 70 minutes, we can then bring on Conte, Ziyech, and Werner. That just shows how, uh, good, uh, how, how good our squad depth is and how many talented players we have at our disposal. But, I mean, just overall, it was a really, really great performance. Lukaku, like Alex said, performed very well. Wasn't too shellfish. Should have had an... I don't know. It was tough. It was a tough angle for Havertz. He could have had an assist to Havertz. Should have had two goals. Uh, I mean, our entire front three worked, considering it was the first time they ever played together and after only, like, less than a week of training sessions, they had very good chemistry, which I thought they had better chemistry than I thought, which is very surprising. But I mean, it was just great from them. Uh, the midfield is solid throughout the entire game. Reese James, man of the match performance. Alonso, Alonso was pretty solid too. And I really think I just went through every single person in the lineup, even though I said I wouldn't do that anyway. But <laughs> uh, overall, great win over Arsenal. Tuchel finally breaks the Arsenal curse. And I did say in the last episode, if Tuchel could beat Arsenal, that I think I'd be confident we could win the league this year. So, you know, that means I'm backing us to win the league now. And uh, let's just say Arsenal will not be back to win the league as they are sitting currently in 19th place. Yes, after two games, it doesn't really matter. Just kind of funny. Have to put it in there. And uh, Relegation. You know, relegation. And uh, we'll see what happens with them. But I agree. Like I, I don't think Arteta has much time. I think I'm, it's, it's tough for him, right? Because they're playing Man City next week, right? They're not expected to win that game. They weren't expected to win this game. I think he'll get till a little bit after that. Uh, if you kind of look at Arsenal's matchups, they do. They have Man City. I think if he loses that Norwich game, I think he's gone. Um, that Norwich game after, maybe if he loses that and the Burnley game, if he loses the North London Derby after that, I, I think he could definitely be in trouble. Uh, for Chelsea, obviously, next week, it'll be Liverpool, which is going to be a tough test. We'll mm -hmm. see how we do. Um, but I I'm, I'm excited for that uh, to play some very challenging op opposition there. And uh, our schedule definitely gets a bit tougher. Uh, we get Aston Villa, who you know improved this past uh, this uh, summer. They've been much better, uh, or they look to be better. Uh, then we have Spurs. Then we have Man City, uh, and that's a that's a tough uh, stretch of games going into September. And uh, but yeah, besides that, we'll go to like the transfer news now we have here. 
um, from Fabrizio Romano, my favorite. Of course. Um, so, Davide Zabacosta will leave Chelsea on a permanent move agreement reach with Atalanta. Done deal. Contract will be until June 2025. Uh, so, we don't know what the fee will be for him. Um, so, that, that'll that'll be interesting to see what happens there. Um, I'm assuming probably in the region of 10 to 15 million would be what I hope we would get for him, but could be less, could be more. Um, Ugbo uh, will be joining Gank, uh, Gang, or however you want to say it, uh, on a 5 million pound permanent deal. Uh, so that has officially gone through. There was some doubt whether or not it was going to happen. And uh, Bakayoko will be going on loan to AC Milan, it looks like. Um, uh, just on a on a loan deal, no other option to buy or anything else. Although it's not official, it's it's most likely going to happen, but that is not a done deal just yet. Yeah, and like I was talking about with Ugbo, uh, Marseille were trying to hijack the deal, but uh, Ugbo decided to go with the original plan. Um, and um, he'll have a medical next. Yeah, week. he'll have a medical next week, and uh, Chelsea finally, with people are actually interested in probably. Chelsea are in direct contact with Sevilla for Jules Koundé. Uh, Deal talks ongoing. New bid coming soon from Chelsea. As they know, Sevilla won't sell Koundé on final days of the window. Timing will be key. Obviously, the window ending next, or not next week, but uh, shortly after, uh, eight days away or so, or nine days. Um, They're keen to find a solution for Zuma. West Ham are still interested, but... Uh, Zuma has been known to not exactly be keen on a move to West Ham. And uh, that's pretty much it for the transfer news. And uh, do you have anything, any comments on any of those moves, Peter? Uh, just that if we can get Kunde and add uh, him to this team, I mean, I think, I mean, we already know, like I mentioned, how good our squad depth is. But imagine getting Kunde, adding that to that already great center back core, and then also possibly getting maybe a midfielder like Tushimeni too. I feel like that's kind of doubtful if we get Kunde, but you never know. Imagine adding those two players to the already insane squad depth that we have. And I mean, like this team should be challenging for the title, should be challenging to retain the Champions League title. Uh, and are one of the best clubs in the world and can only get better because especially getting Kunde are so young and already could be is one of the best center. I don't know. That's a bit extreme, but one of the most talented center backs uh, in the world and adding him to be with Aspi, Silva, Christensen, Rudiger, Zuma will probably get sold, but Zuma for now, uh, Chalaba. I mean, it's crazy how good our team is and just adding more players to this would be crazy. Yeah, I think Zappacosta will be a nice uh, offload depending on how much we get for him. Uh, you know, never really worked out. Scored that one wonder goal in the Champions League. And then ever since then, it's kind of done absolutely nothing for Chelsea. Um, obviously, came in during that Conte time uh, where they kind of needed a backup for Victor Moses. Didn't really work out. Talented player, I think, but uh, just never really worked out for Chelsea. And Kunde, I'm excited. Hopefully, something goes through. Um, you know, in the region of 50 to 60 million pounds, I think would be a fair deal. I know uh, Sevilla want closer to 10 or 70 or 10 million more than what I was just suggesting. And uh, but hopefully something gets done very soon. And uh, so yeah. I, something I think we should mention um, as Alex is trying to wrap this podcast up before I'm ready to do so. Mm. We saw the return of Angola Conte as well as Hakeem Ziyech, who I think was making his first yes, he made appearance his... for the club in this uh, 21-22 season. Yes, or first, pre- first, Pre- first pre- Premier League appearance, appearance for yeah. both of them. So 
I think we should talk about that a little bit. I think N'Golo Conte, uh, in his first time back was N'Golo Conte. I, I, you know, I made a comment here. He did a, uh, I think got the ball quickly on a pass and then quickly passed it back to, I think it was Kai Havertz. Maybe it was like a give and go type, type situation. Um, but I, I think N'Golo Conte was good in his, in his first game back. Obviously, we were talking about, uh, Jorginho sitting out instead of Kovacic because I know we didn't find Jorginho's play too good in this game, but it's all right. He can, he can come back and make it better. Hopefully it'll be Kovacic and Conte, the main duo for this match against Liverpool. And then for, um, for Kim Ziyech to come back on, I think that, um, it, it was a pretty good job by him as well. I think nothing too crazy for both of them. Uh, I think Ziyech did get a shot off on goal then had his tongue out as he was sitting on the uh, on the pitch. It was, it was a little funny thing. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing there, but, you know, it is what it is. And uh, I just wanted to mention, I think they look really good. And then a good, um, I guess, analogy that Alex and I basically said when, when we're talking about Lukaku's physicality and basically just pushing back on a defender with the ball is that it's, you know, if any of there are basketball watchers, um, NBA watchers, he's basically, you know, posting up in the paint. That literally is what Lukaku does with the ball. He's got his hand on the player behind him to defend him while he's dribbling, uh, and he's just driving into the paint as he's either ready to do a fadeaway, which is basically a, uh, a I guess, a touch on the ball and then a shot, or is just ready to shoot um, just like in basketball. So I thought it was a cool analogy that we have, but that's basically what he's doing with his size and his strength, and it's really cool to see. Um, and that header that was saved by Leno, I think, was a. Uh, was a big part of that too. I mean, it just shows how did the one touch and and just went for it. Um, you could have had a hat trick easily in this game. I think you mentioned that Alex while we were watching. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, not really his fault. There was a couple of good saves, couple of missed opportunities. Um, but in general, yeah, I thought he was very good. And I'm excited to see how he does against probably a better defense at Liverpool with Van Dyke, with uh, Joe Gomez, with you know, Matip, there, there's plenty of better defenders than Pablo Mari and Rob Holding, let's just say that. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see how he does. I thought Jorginho was a little bit disappointed that he, uh, that we didn't get to see a little bit more of Kovacic, who I thought was quite sh- uh, sharp in the game. Um, but Jorginho had a few mistakes, but I thought in general, his temp, keeping the tempo of the game was still very important for Chelsea, especially as towards it got to the end. Uh, if that makes any sense, if I can speak English, but uh, yeah, I, I thought N'Golo Conte coming in looked healthy, looked sharp, and uh, Ziyech the same very much. So uh, lots of options off the bench, lots of options in this deep, deep Chelsea team, and it's just exciting to see. Final thoughts on this match, Jay Peter. I've said it before: the Arsenal curse is over. Hopefully, I mean we do have another game against them this season, but for now, <laughs> for now it is over, and that means we're winning the league, baby. Let's go! All right, and uh, to wrap this up, just a few things. We really appreciate you listening. If you can go and check out Peter's player profile on Trevor Chalaba, he wasn't able to play in this match. I was a little upset about it. Um, Alex was as well because I messed up his his uh, predictions of this lineup, as he was going to have the correct, uh, I think, center backs. But and also, what I was going to say is, congrats to Josh for getting the score prediction right. 2-0. Oh, yeah. I got the score prediction right. Um, yeah, so that that's pretty exciting. But um, anyway, yeah, no will this episode. I just was talking about, you know, that to Alex. We we didn't get him on, whatever. Um, but it is what it is. He can soak it up on his own. Um, He's crying. He's crying. I'm sure he is crying behind the scenes. But anyway, yeah, check out uh, Peter's player profile, Trevor Chalva. And Peter, I know I just said final thoughts, and you already said your final thoughts, but I'm sorry to put you on the spot. 
But um, a new week, a new player profile, or a new article, what are you uh, looking forward to this week? What are you thinking about writing about? If it's a player profile, what player? Or if it's another article, what are you thinking of? Uh, to be honest, I have absolutely no idea. Uh, I probably have to start thinking about that, though. Probably should start thinking about that, but for now, I have no idea. But I'll think of something. I'll leave you guys hanging with having wow. the idea. With the having suspense. no ideas, you'll never know. You have to find out, unfortunately. Can't can't give away anything. The only way you're going to know, I guess, is to follow us on Twitter at Talking Blues. Oh my god, I'm uh, so good at this. You're not, because you got to follow us on Twitter at Talking Blues Pod. Oh yeah, sorry about that. So, no, not as, not as good as you would have thought. But, uh, oh. yeah. Uh, and you can also go to, if you want more info on the podcast, where to find all of the links. I mean, you can follow us on Twitter. We have the links there. But uh, you can all go... Ugh, can't speak. You can also go to shipitstudios.com slash talking blues. You can follow Alex on Twitter at anorian23. I'm on Twitter at joshello29. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you like to listen to. And also, really appreciate it. We haven't gotten some in a little bit. So if you can give us a five stars review, we like reading your reviews more than we like seeing your ratings. So if you can write us a review, that would be great. It'd be amazing. I'm ready to uh, get some water and stop talking now. So I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Talking Blues podcast, specifically episode number 79. And we will see you for a recap later this week, or a recap, a preview to the Liverpool matchup later this week for episode number 80. See you next time. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.